you know, we've got our general admission area, which is jam. We have people sitting at picnic tables eating half chickens, pigs' heads. I mean, what yeah. else? What else do you want? <laughs> right. Wait. What? What else do you want? Cheers. You've stumbled on into the Tap Takeover podcast. Welcome back to the Tap Takeover podcast. We continue here with the summer beer festivals. Uh, next up in our series here is World of Beer Fest, held here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It's another fantastic beer fest put on by a local homebrew club, similar to the Great Taste of the Midwest. But this is one is by the Beer Barons of Milwaukee. And we had a great opportunity to talk to Jason and Josh uh, beforehand, so go on back and listen to our preview. Yeah, it's become one of our favorite uh, local festivals. Um, they actually just moved venues. They used to be out, geez, way the heck out in Schwabenhoff. But they a little bit closer. They moved to where they moved, Jim. Uh, they moved to Old Heidelberg Park in Glendale, Wisconsin. That's the north side of Milwaukee. And Jesus, I, I couldn't agree with you more. This is absolutely one of our favorite festivals here in uh, southeastern Wisconsin. The variety that they're able to bring in that you normally don't see at some of the festivals here. Uh, and they really care about like VIP experience. So I thought that was pretty yeah, neat. I mean, just giving that whole. I'd say, and I went with you guys, and VIP is where it's at, or VIB, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, because the very important beers. So if you're planning on going to this festival, you should definitely get the VIB tickets because some of the stuff they have back there is pretty stellar compared to the rest of the stuff throughout the festival. So I wasn't able to attend with you guys. I had uh, other plans. But um, tell me about some of those beers. Uh, let, let our listeners in on what sort of beers you can expect in the VIB area. Well, there are a lot of out-of-distribution beers. Uh, you got beers that you just can't get anywhere else. I mean, they had beers from the brewery. They had, uh, I believe, Chocolate Rain, uh, White Chocolate. Um, they had a 6 to a 450 North. Uh, it was doing plus, plus four you know, can, individual cans as well. Like Jim said, stuff, stuff that's out-of-distribution or it's difficult to get, um, it's a good festival for that, for sure. You know, it's just amazing variety. They have, of course, all the local breweries come. Uh, fantastic homebrew uh, patio, obviously. Uh, a lot of guys bring uh, special beers. There was uh, Electric Peacock Blue beer that was made by one of the co-runners this year that was a, a great fruited sours. So, Jamie, the Homebrewers Island was, was a spot to check out, for sure. They have a lot of traditional Belgian-style beers there that I thought were done very well. Um, and also, the, just, just the regular breweries that came, there's a lot of actual brewers that, that show up to this event. Um, so if you wanted to chat with them about some of their staple lines that they're providing at the event, um, they're there to accommodate you about any questions you need to ask. Yeah, so we had friend of the show, Kyle Vetter. We got some breaking news about Black Friday from Lakefront when Russ and Chad, the, the My Turn Chad, just dropping a little hint there, when Delfield Brewhouse uh, taps the barrel, it, it's just a real spectacle, and everyone lines up to uh, just drain that barrel. Uh, uh, what were some of your uh, favorite beers? Maybe one or two apiece. What, what were some of your favorite beers uh, coming out of that fest that uh, maybe surprised you? Maybe, uh, I don't know, you didn't, you didn't see it coming? Well, I guess one that I, I did not see coming was a Chad. And we, we'll talk to Chad in the uh, 
in the podcast, but that thing came out, geez, what, two oh, years, three years ago? Yeah. Maybe even more. And they still had a, um, actually, they only had a growler. Oh, wow. So they were pouring it out for us, and it was uh, it was amazing. It was just, it was a surprise, put it that way. And what kind of beer was it, Chad? I think that one was... Uh, it's a barrel-aged barley one. Yeah. Wow. So you so. can only imagine how it's done after three years or i i want to say three years but i i don't know how long it came out but it was the beginning of the my turn series yeah so. and uh, uh for myself honestly something that was in general emission was drecker i've had a couple of drecker before but they had two of drecker beers one was a uh, ipa and one was their fruited sours and boy i i stood uh in that spot for a while to drink a lot of that those are really fun guys at Drecker. We we had an opportunity to talk with them at the uh, the Joint Beer Fest uh, once upon a time, and just really cool guys, really fun can art. You know, a lot of a lot of fun behind their stories, a lot of uh, hidden Easter eggs in the can art. Uh, Drecker's a real fun brewery. Well, it sounds like you guys had a blast. Uh, any uh, any last thoughts on this festival before we uh, listen to some of these interviews? I would say one other feature of this fest that differentiated. It- a little bit more uh, is the food. Uh, the food available was very German, being at Old Heidelberg Park, but it was really well done, and there was plenty of it, and it was really inexpensive as well. You can get a lot of food at the fest. So we've got a number of interviews here uh, that we got some a bunch of friends of the show. Um, it was great just to catch up with a bunch of guys and get a little bit of breaking news on what's happening on this year's Black Friday at Lakefront. Welcome back to the Tap Takeover Podcast. This is Andy here at the World of Beer Festival with Cass from Ego Park. Cass, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Awesome. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're pouring today at World of Beer Fest. So today we are pouring our apricot peach sour, which was our release last weekend. Uh, it is a apricot peach, Berliner Weiss overfruited. Honestly, it's one of the best kettle sours I think we've done. We're really excited about it. We also have Shake Weight, which is our uh, collab we did with the Brass Tap. It is kind of like a, it's a milkshake IPA that's 8%, and it's really like it's modeled after that Dole fruit juice. So it has like pineapple, strawberry. I mean, it's a kitchen sink of, of, uh, of fruit in that one, which turned out awesome. So it's the second time around. We also have Double Dry Hopped Demon Haze, which is the Double Dry version of uh, kind of one of our staple New England IPAs. It's that and Goon Juice are, are kind of the, the ones we bring back we'd like to do about every month or so. Recently, as of yesterday, yeah. some breaking news that was kind of general knowledge around the beer community. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the exciting new location in New Berlin? Yeah, we've been working on it for a little bit. Really excited uh, to get back to where we, where we grew up, and it's going to be a... A way bigger facility. We're going to be able to do uh, more production, kind of produce more mainstay beers along with kind of the, the New England's and the fruit beers and the stuff that we've been doing. So we're really excited to be able to kind of do a lot of different stuff. And then also the exciting news of having a distillery and then having uh, our, our head distiller on board, who was that distiller out at Breckenridge uh, Distillery, which is really exciting because we were big fans of their bourbon and a couple of their, uh, their other spirits. So that's really exciting. And, well, the full tap room, full space, we can uh, finally have room to uh, branch out and do a bunch of different fun stuff. So we're looking forward to it. So also it comes with an event space too, right? Yes. Full event space. We're going to be able to have corporate stuff, weddings, all kinds of stuff. We're, we're still going to figure out the exact details of capacity and everything. But we're really excited because we've uh, for a long time we've had people reach out to do events. And our tap room space right now just can't handle that. We can't shut down or... Or do anything. So we're really excited, and and then the existing tap room on Hamilton on the east side will stay open. 
So nothing is going to change there. Everything is going to be business as usual. I know, uh, actually, I was there for the release yesterday of uh, Booze for Breakfast, which is awesome. Uh, but one of the questions that some people were asking me is, like, where are they going to have their releases once they have their second space? Is that something that you guys even thought about? Or what's the strategy there for upcoming releases when that opens? So we still have to figure out if we're going to do, like, a dual release at the east side of the location. That's still pending. Uh, what is for sure is the uh, space out in Muskego is designed and it's going to be really kind of geared towards the releases that we do. So there's going to be, you know, more counter space. It's going to be faster lines. We're going to have kind of a more designed, organized. I mean, it's still hopefully going to be a little design chaos, but, you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be a lot better for, uh, for the releases. So, yeah, it's still up in the air if we're going to do, like, a split release at the east side and then uh, and the, uh, the tap room out there. But most likely, well, I mean, the beer will probably be on at both. So that's still kind of one of the details we're working on. We have until December to, uh, to really hammer out that detail, but... It will be really nice for releases in the new place. A lot more space for lines, especially in the winter months if we do those winter releases, having space inside. So it'll be, a, it'll be nice. So today we're at the World of Beer Fest in Glendale, Wisconsin, the Bavarian Beer House. Um, if you're not here today, um, make sure you check it out next year. Uh, but just to wrap up, Cass, um, what other big events can everyone find you guys at this summer during festival season? Uh, just to highlight a few of them for everybody. Highlight of a few? Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, putting me on the spot. Well, we'll do... Uh, I believe we're going to be at Great Taste is what I'm told. So that is what I'm told. So we will be there, and then we'll do kind of a sprinkle of other ones kind of in there. It's one of those things with the schedule that we do, we can't really do a huge notice ahead of time because of our production right now, and just we're, we're running pretty low on stuff. So we're one of those things where we, uh, we have a few in mind, and if we have the beer, we'll be at, which I know is kind of a strange way of things, of thinking, but it's been a... Uh, it's one of those things. The expansion of production is, is definitely is definitely needed. So uh, that's going to be one of the good things too. Is that we'll be able to do a lot more events, a lot be out at a lot more places now with this whole new expansion, which is we're really looking forward to because we like getting out, we like seeing people, especially on a beautiful day like today at World of Beer Fest. I mean, this is going to be a great day. People are going to have a ton of fun, hopefully too much fun. So we're looking forward to it. You guys have good problems, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd rather I'd rather have beer everywhere, but we're gonna, hopefully going to be able to do that going forward. So okay. it's gonna, I'm looking forward to it. Exponential growth is never a bad thing. No, especially with the brother dynamic. It's good that it's it's going well. We haven't killed each other yet. Um, that's always kind of on the back burner, is you know, when when the brother dynamic comes in. But it's uh it's going to be good. We're looking forward to the expansion. It's going to be a ton of fun. Hopefully. Uh, We won't kill each other in the process. All right. Well, thanks for the time, Cass. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, welcome back. We're continuing here at the World of Beer Festival. We're here at the Gathering Place with Joe, founder of the Gathering Place. Uh, What are you serving today? Hi, Jim. Well, today we've got our Friendly Debate IPA. It's a hazy IPA, one of our flagships, and also a beer that just came out last week called Arrivederci Roma. It's an Italian pilsner. Oh, very exciting. Why are you here at World of Beer Fest? As a home brewer at heart, and, you know, I started, uh, everything at the brewery started on my stovetop a little more than 12 years ago. And so uh, I think it's, uh, it's a great festival put on by the Beer Barons, you know, the biggest home brewing group in the Milwaukee area. And it, it, uh, it's really a testament to how organized they are that this is a festival they've been putting on for many years. And it's really great to be here at the Bavarian Inn. It's a great venue. And Plenty of sunshine outside. Wouldn't want to be any other place today. Brand new location for the World of Beer Fest this year. It is really fantastic. 
And anything uh, new coming up at the Gathering Place? Uh, yeah, we've got uh, plenty of things coming down the works. We're putting out uh, probably a new beer every two weeks. And uh, towards the end of the summer, we are moving some of our flagships into cans, which is a really exciting move for us and uh, opens up all kinds of possibilities. Well, that's really excellent. Everyone should want to take your beer home with them after uh, enjoying it at the Gathering Place. I appreciate place, so. that. All right, well, thanks for your time, Joe. You're welcome. Good to see you. All right, welcome back to the World of Beer Fest, Tap Takeover Podcast. We're here with Tim from Black Husky, friend of the show. Tim, what are you serving today? we got a firkin with 2017 sparkly eyes on cranberry and orange. I've got our lavender goza and, of course, spruce. you got to have spruce. Yeah, absolutely. Your cast beer has come a bit of a tradition for you here at the World of Beer Fest. How did that come about? You know, they were just looking for someone to do uh, a cast, and I'm like, yeah, what the hell, I'll try it. Last year we did one that was, I just called it shit show, because I just had a bunch of, you know, shit I threw into the keg. I didn't know how it would turn out. And it turned out pretty solid. I guess it was okay, so they asked me to do one this year, too. And I haven't done a lot of firkins. I've probably done, over the last couple of years, a half a dozen, maybe maybe a little more than that. So it's for me, it's I'm pretty nervous whenever I do one of those. <laughs> well, uh, this has actually turned out pretty fantastic well, so thank far. You. It's new venue for the World of Beer Fest. Uh, what do you think of the new place? Well, I love it because I've been coming to the Bavarian Inn for 30 years. And they used to have a uh, Highland Games here that I used to throw at. Uh, I've been to the uh, restaurant a million times before it was Bavarian Beer House. So for me, this is like I, I, I'm, I'm more comfortable here than out in the Schwabenhof just because I'm more used to it. Plus, it's only 10 minutes from the brewery, so that helps too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, cheers, Tim. Have a great fest. Yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot. Tap Takeover Podcast continues here at the World of Beer Fest, and we have friend of the show, Kyle from 1840 Brewing. Kyle, what are you pouring today? Number one fan here. Number one fan. <laughs> All right, we're pouring the Cashmere Sweater IPA and the Man with the Golden Beer IPA. I figured I'd bring two hoppy beers to this diverse fest. New venue for uh, the World of Beer Fest? I dig it. It's pretty cool. It's like uh, same vibe, different place. What, what do you enjoy here about the World of Beer Fest? I love that it's put on by really passionate homebrewers, and they do a great job of making it focused on people who appreciate good beer. People are filtering it in here, so it's time for us to go. Uh, cheers, Kyle. Cheers, guys. Thanks. All right. Welcome back to the Tap Takeover Podcast. We're here at the World of Beer Festival, and we are here with... One of the men that is uh, responsible for my turn series, uh, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your beer. Uh, my name is Chad Sheridan, and my turn, Chad, was the fourth in a series of beers. We're in the 30-something now, or actually, hold on, we're in the, uh, yeah, 30-something now uh, of my turns, and I made a barley wine based off of the original Beerline barley wine that was the 10th anniversary beer from Lakefront Brewery. Awesome. Um, basically, I just changed a few ingredients but kept the base malt the same. I added rye and took out the oats. And what led us to come talk to you right now is that we have something that we probably shouldn't be drinking. It should be for your friend, friends and family. But tell us about this uh, 
little barrel-aged uh, version of it. So years ago, um, when KK Whiskey was first started to being made at the uh, at the Great Lakes Distilleries, uh, we were able to get our hands on a few of the first empty barrels. And at the time, the beer line, barley wine, Chad, my turn, let's say, was uh, getting uh, brewed at the time. And so with that, I asked that we could procure one and then also fill it with some of uh, the my turn that I was able to make. So we made an organic barley wine, and though the barrel wasn't organic for this batch, we uh, aged some of it. I got my hands on some, held on to it for a while, and carbonated it last night. A couple liters just for this fest. Wow, so uh, it's really amazing. It's super smooth. Uh, How long did it age? It's going on six and a half years, I believe. This batch was made in February of... Or no, bottled in February of 2013. So it was aging probably around that time as well. Have any other of the My Turn series had this kind of treatment? Yes and no. This was kind of not quite on the books, but on the books. It was, um, like I said, we had gotten our hands on some barrels and we tried to experiment. Luckily, we were able to do some of those experiments. And, well, this one just turned out really well. Some of them don't turn out so well. So this is one of the reasons that we encourage all our listeners to come to the World of Beer Fest. We've been telling you for weeks now that this is one of the best beer fests in all of Wisconsin. And this is one of the key reasons why beers that you won't get anywhere. And uh, we're in general admission. Yeah, this was kind of, they have the regular Chad and the Beer Line Barley Wine 30th anniversary batch in the VIB. This is just two liters I had personal, and I thought I'd just share with the people that I guess know about it. It's not really, I guess, to the public, but if they ask, they can have some. Well, you know what, though? That's why it doesn't hurt to ask, right? You don't know what some of these guys are hiding. Uh, You're not the only one hiding some pretty awesome beers. I'm sure uh, I'm not. (laughs) I'm also a beer baron, so that's kind of where it all comes into play. I I like to share with the barons as much as I can, and uh, I try to pull out a couple stops when it comes to their fest. Again, it's fantastic, Chad. Thank you so much for sharing it with us today. Cheers. Cheers. And welcome back to the Tap Takeover Podcast Beer Festival Series. We continue here at the World of Beer Fest, and we're here with one of our lead volunteers, Josh Strupp. You heard him earlier in our promotion. Josh, we're here a little bit later towards the end of the day. How's it gone? I think it's gone good for our first year at this venue. We figured we would have some hiccups and headaches. We dialed up the weather perfect, it seems like. Uh, Everybody's kind of spread out. Everyone's hanging out, drinking beer. I don't know. I mean, it seems like it worked out pretty good this year. I would agree. The new venue is absolutely fantastic. So far, everyone we've talked to has absolutely loved the new venue. Uh, it is easily three times the size uh, that it used to be. Uh, the food is three times as good as it used to be. And the beer. The beer this year is absolutely fantastic. The World of Beer Fest has always been known for a lot of unusual beers, uh, hard-to-get beers, especially in the VIB. But this year, you really outdid yourselves. Yeah, it is kind of cool when you can actually see the pigs and the chickens on the spit. It's, it gives you that kind of Oktoberfest feel in uh, in June. So we've always we've been a lot of years thinking about moving to the Bavarian Beer House in Heidelberg Park. It's really cool to come in here yesterday and then be moving tables around and to get um, everything set up. And then to have everybody walk in the doors and realize that, you know, 
after all the years that we thought that this festival would really flourish in this location for it to, to go off the way it is. And then for it to be 70 and sunny is, you know, I mean, come on, this is, this is absolutely perfect weather. So, Josh, one of the amazing things today was the weird tappings that, like, general admission got. And I think you touched on that in our uh, preview episode. It was amazing. It was like, holy cow, this parallels the VIB. It was amazing. Yeah, and we, we've had for a lot of years, we've had people say, well, why would I do VIB because the general admission is so good? And, and then you go into VIB and realize that's a whole different level. But um, our general admission has always been very popular breweries, you know, are self-distributed and that necessarily wouldn't be down here. In fact, I'm drinking an Earthrider Hellas right now. You know, they came down from Superior to serve. You know, Earthrider is a brewery that a lot of people um, are, are, you know, getting acquainted with, and now with the brewery expansion, and I'm sure distributorship to follow. You know, a couple of years, it's going to be a household name in, in Milwaukee. But we try to pay particular attention to um, a lot of the, the the beers that we serve here, and, and make sure that we handpick everything, you know, so that everybody can enjoy some beers that they don't necessarily can they don't necessarily see in the liquor store. Josh, every year the beer barons put on this festival. On the brink of your 30th anniversary, what does uh, World of Beer Festival mean to the beer barons? When I took over, there's there's a lot of older members of the beer barons, and you know they sort of pass the, the torch to us. Like I said, we've been a 16-year-old fest and been doing this since beer fest. No one knew what a beer fest was. Um, for them, we feel like, at least the younger guys, and I mean, I'm not that young, but for the younger guys, we feel like something to be said about being tradition we have german umpa van we want to have it at an, an ethnic cultural facility um that's a big thing and the food and everything you know one thing i've heard is actually that it's different but familiar so this spot is obviously different from last year and it's very familiar because it's uh, a lot of the same aspects that uh, oh very much so it's a german theme it's it's definitely a european theme yeah um, but it's bigger. There's more green space. There's more picnic tables outside. There's there's three or four pavilions, covered pavilions. We've got homebrew patio to our right, which is jammed. You know, we've got our general missionary, which is jammed. We have people sitting at picnic tables eating half chickens, pigs' heads. What yeah. else? What else do you want? What else do you want? So, so Josh, I know um, you've been pretty busy. I know you're running around with chicken with a head cut off. But uh, what, what have you tried tonight that is like uh, piqued your interest? Uh, what are your favorites tonight? I actually really, really liked uh, Explorium. They have one beer here, and we asked them to do, uh, they're really busy, and we asked them to do a pin of something. And they did a Tiramisu Stout, and I really love that beer. That, I thought that was a fantastic beer. Vernacular. Hey. Yeah, you know, Vernacular doesn't even have a place yet. They're still an up-and-coming brewery. They've produced some beers, but they're only available at Beer Fest because they're not able to sell yet. Whatever Jamie's giving me right now is yes. probably my favorite. Uh, there's 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 so many good ones I can't really even draw on it. The Maplewood. So I, I actually specifically asked Maplewood um, to bring a Czech Dart Lager. They released it, I think it was like a month ago. I brew a Czech Dart Lager. I, th- I thought it was fantastic, a spot on. So that was, that was one of my favorites. No, but the Tiramisu Stout that... Uh, Explorium put on in the pin. I, I thought that was phenomenal as well. It was a really, really well-made beer and something you can only get at the fest, so it was kind of an exclusive thing. So for Josh and Jamie, um, what are some of the beers you'd like to highlight out of the homebrew area this year? I mean, I was impressed with a good amount of them. 
What did what did Roloff do? Uh, what did he put in? Uh, Blue Spirilla. Blue Spirilla. Yes. So he's got yeah. So it looks like it looks like Romulan ale. <laughs> yeah. Electric peacock. Yeah, that's it. Oh uh, well, our Spike Brewing collaborative, uh, a Mexican lager. That's oh, nice. Good choice. A knockoff of Corona. Definitely a very good beer. The lines for 450 North were unreal. All day long, lines, special tappings. My favorites in VIB, uh, Boss Ryeway. Can't give enough props to Revolution's Barrel Program. They knock it out of the park every... Yes, the D-Boat series is phenomenal. One of my favorite barrel series. Dre Fontaine, Goose. My favorite beer of the festival. I don't know if you guys had a chance to try it. Um, surprise for me, I haven't had in a while, Unani. Uh, they had a black currant and vanilla sour. That was phenomenal. And uh, a lot of good beers in VIB. I don't know if you guys had a chance to get the secret beer at Lakefront. Uh, KK Whiskey Chad. Yes, we did. In a growler. Seven years old out of Chad's quarter barrel in the basement that he brought a growler of. Just for anybody that Chad fan and asked about it. Uh, still tasting as good as I had it seven years ago. Never... According to Chad, never been commercially released. Probably the only chance to try it in the last five, six years, or maybe ever. Oh, absolutely. And this is one of the things I keep telling people about. You need to come to World of Beer Fest. It's full of surprises. It has things you don't expect, things that are not advertised, that are here. Some of the best beers you'll ever have. The best part is, is so... I figure that I, I, I know all the beers that are going to be here, and then I get here, and then there's beers that show up. They show up, and I have no idea, you know, like that. It's like, Chad, you know, hey, here, you'll you try this. Okay, thanks. And Chad pulled a, Chad pulled a vertical of uh, Black Friday out of his basement. So every Black Friday that's ever been released. Uh, Where was I during this event? We texted you like five times. Oh, I haven't checked my phone in two um, hours. Chad pulled out a uh, vertical Black Friday, every Black Friday it's ever been released, and had one bottle of each, pulled it out, let everybody sample. So if, you know, Black Friday's a, what, three, five, six-hour event, the Friday after Thanksgiving, stand in line, you have to spend a lot of time to get a couple bottles. Chad brought it all this year, and we had every bottle ever released uh, up available for anybody that walked by the booth at the time. There was a sweet man named Jamie who came and whispered in my ear, you got to go to Lakefront. <laughs> so actually, uh, in closing, I guess, so when does the dust settle for this? For this, It settles. Immediately at no, 5? No, no, oh no. It settles about a week from now where we, we get the invoices and we sit down and we figure out, you know, what worked and what didn't. It's hard to get around right now because we put in a lot of time. This is I, I can't even stress to you how much time we put into this thing. You know, next week we'll kind of evaluate what went right, what didn't go right, you know, and then we'll we'll work on it for next year. It's you know, it's how well, it goes. Well, cheers, Josh. Thank you again for uh, having the Tap Digger podcast. Yeah, allow so us allow us to sure. cover you and uh, cheers. All right, cheers and, to you guys uh, here's too. Here's to 2020 because folks. You better be here. Yeah, definitely. Check it out. It's it's worth it. No.